Where is Alan? Where is Alan? Dunno. Place your bets. Is he at the bus stop? Is he in the bath? Is he waiting a pizza delivery? Uh, is he eight balls dungeon? Probably he's here. <laughs> he's on his eight phone. Eight dungeon. Oh, Suppose I, I, the Milburn is here. Okay. He's online. Is he? Oh, sorry, he is. Uh, but how much battery does his phone have? That's the question. Uh, so if you if you like escape a Bull's dungeon and Al's still down there, are you going back in to get him with like a sword, Pulp Fiction style? Absolutely not. I'm getting the hell out of there. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> Good like himself. I think we're borrowing, this podcast. I think we're borrowing Zed's motorcycle. Um, yeah. We're off. <laughs> yep. Al's dead, baby. Al's dead. Yep. <laughs> we are terrible people. <laughs> oh no, flip it, right? We're down there, and then it's like they go bring out the Allen, and Allen gets brought out of the box with like a load of wrestling tapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And you're forced to watch like a load of old wrestling coliseum videotapes from the eighties. Like a load of VHS. Yeah. Nice. So, like, it's still the same bit. Like, they go back in, and he sees like the like you know um, uh, Marcel Wallace crying, watching TV, like, looking up in the horror, like, "Help me!" <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Al. Hello, Al. Hello. Welcome to the Conquistable. Tonight, the Conquistable's head north of the border for the big event. Fighting over their seat allocation tonight, Iron Third Oil, Canada's greatest athlete, Cameron Phillips, Mr. Wonderful Ewan Taylor, and Hot Sauce Jordiana Milburn. Only tonight on the Conquistable. Oh, what, what the f***? What's that? How are you, huh? I'm good. He's eating the food. He's eating food, I can just tell. What are you eating now? Just some crisps. Alright, okay. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Um, they are. Because remember, I could like guess his pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what I can do. So, okay. Can I ask some questions first to keep my kind of, you know, radar in? You get um, three. Are they uh, branded or non-branded, or as in like you know, store store ones or branded, big brands? They are brand, they are branded. One mm. question down. Okay, okay, no. Are they are they baked or fried? Oh, oh no. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. Okay, that's um, true. I've got to go for it. Choose any walkers. No. Oh, oh wow. And right. our survey says, Al, what's the answer? Are we, no, are we allowed to go? Are we allowed to go? Oh, you'll never go. Go on. All right, okay. Right. Go, I'm going to go, go for it's a bag of quavers. No. Oof, uh, that's a good, bold guess there, that was. Is it a bag of salt and vinegar squares? No, no. I'll Damn. tell you what to do. I'll give you all one more go around. Okay. Oh, okay. This, is, right. this is going to be better than the podcast, this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I hear the bag rustle? Oh. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. Oh. No. I've tried. Sorry, I did try. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. 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 Come on. Wait. I've got it. Anything? Anything? No. I've got it. It's just Jordi out. Flaming hot. What's it? 
No. Ah, <sighs> oh, fail. Is it pickled onion monster munch? No. I'll get, I think they're all going far too elaborate. What do you think no. of this, Jam? I think it's going to be like ready solid walkers. You're the closest so far. Oh, oh. so far? But I thought we only had one more to run around. I'll give you one more run around. All right, okay, um, one more run around. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to say Smoky Bacon Walkers. No. So, we've got Smoky Bacon Walkers, I said Cheese and Onion Walkers. Uh, Cam said Salt and Vinegar, yeah? Yep. No, Cam said I already salted, sorry. It's not Walkers. It's not Walkers. Okay, it's not Walkers. Oh, um, is it Flaming Steak McCoys? No. (laughs) Damn. All right, tell us what it is. Ready? Whoa, 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 wait, wait, I got one more. Sorry, 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 sorry. Ready, salted Seabrooks. Damon, you win the prize. Yes! Who the fuck Uh, by Seabrooks? What uh, a belter of a guess. Oh, Seabrooks are nice, man. Seabrooks are good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Prawn cocktail Seabrooks, they're a 9 out of 10. Honest. Yeah, they're they're right up there. They're a mighty crisp. I don't like uh, Walkers, because Walkers just feels really thin and, like, Mm -hmm. as much as they are. I don't like Walkers. But you know, Seabrooks is a crisp. You know what I mean? That's great. Uh, I think um, I'll check to see if I can. For, for a while, I was reading the Tumblr called Metacrispic. Oh, oh, God. oh, okay. I can't remember if they were on there or not. But um, I think it was a score out of 10, and then there was a Chris Betty rating out of uh, uh, S2E, I think it was. All right, okay. So I give Seabrooks, like, for Chris Betty, they're like an A tier. Oh, yeah. Nine, they're, nine they're, out of 10. They're, they're, they are, they're, I was going to say at least an eight. Yeah, they're cracking in a Chris Betty there. Yeah. 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 So, so we're going to rebrand this as Meta Crispic because talking about Chris is way better than what we actually got to talk about. Well, I was going to, I was gonna, before we get on to the show, I think we should probably mention the passing of, uh, well, I don't know, one of the bigger names of the, maybe around about this Eater that we're currently looking at in the form of the Iron Sheik. Humble yourself, brother. Yes, he probably yeah. is doing lots of that right now. <laughs> Breaking Jesus' back in the Gilbert Clutch. <laughs> Making them humble. Yes. Uh, Fuck the Hulk Hogan. And (laughs) yes. That's about the only thing you could probably say because a lot of it is pretty offensive. Yes, but uh, the the conquistadors give our condolences to the friends and family of the Iron Sheik, of course. Of which there are very few because he was a very uh, opinionated gentleman shall we say <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't shy of uh, bringing his opinion to the fore no I always thought it would be funny to get him and Jim Cornette in a room just to do a shoot interview and just see how long before it derails into just absolute <laughs> insanity it's just, oh, just straight away up. surely <laughs> as soon as they get in the room Jesus. as soon as they see each other they lock eyes it's like that's it you bang you're off mm. well it'd be even more funny if they had like Kenny Omega to like referee in the middle oh, God. just doing his shocked face in the middle yeah Jim Connor, I can imagine being very calm for that occasion. Has anybody been watching recent uh, Being the Elites on YouTube? Not I've recently. never seen an episode of Being the Elite. Oh, I just can't. Some of them are hysterical. Don't, like, I don't bother with it. There's just <laughs> one where like Kenny Omega's drinking a bottle of water with two hands. Whenever I see it, it just makes me laugh hysterically. I don't know why. I can't even <laughs> articulate why it's funny, but he just kind of like his elbows are up in the air and he's holding the bottle with both hands and just kind of like drinking it up and put it down. Right. And it goes from right down to right up when he drinks just, I don't know what it is but it's just really funny okay you got like John right, Silver um, watching him going that's a really good technique and this is why AEW is doing as well as it's doing right now <laughs> anyway 
we are gathered here today to talk about a wrestling event that happened and this comes to us by our friend mr jordy al so al can you introduce this particular show and tell us a little bit why you let us watch it i suppose can the condemned man explain himself please because for a start, as none of you appreciate old wrestling, so we'll just get that out of the way right now. That, that's and a I lie. think that is very true. Every old, wrest- Love every old wrestling show that I pick just gets slated. <laughs> and let's let's face it, you know, you know, this did sell out, you know. Well, I think the official figure is about sixty one thousand. But there was an awful lot of people there. Yes. <laughs> but it's I in mean, Canada, they star uh, for entertainment. Uh, well, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, um, I don't know who thought of the name. It must have took them hours to come up with the big event. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. But anyway, it is a big event. A world record crowd to witness a world-class main event. A confrontation between two of the finest living athletes. It's Hulk Hogan. It's Paul Orndorff. It's the adorable one, Adrian Adonis and Jake the Snake Roberts. It is a night of history. It is the largest crowd ever to witness a professional wrestling match. And it is right here for you to keep as the World Wrestling Federation presents The Big Event. Uh, it was at a baseball stadium, I believe. Yes, it was at CNE Stadium, uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, August 26, 1986, for a official attendance of 61,470. If you ask WWE, that attendance ranges anywhere from 65,000 to the population of the world. <laughs> Somewhere in there, within that range. Yes. I believe well, the Toronto Blue Jays play there, if you want to get into your baseball. They played there, I think it's gone now. Uh, that yeah. stadium, I think it is, yes. It was. It was a big event. You could see that. You know, it, it had. What I like is it had a very unique look, which pay per views these days don't That's seem to. Yeah, yeah. Don't seem to <laughs> yeah. manage it. That. Um, no, I think we talked about that while ago, didn't we? We talked about how, like you used to kind of see like each venue had its own kind of look. Like you know, the Madison yeah. Square Garden was like its weird entranceway and that sort of stuff. Whereas now they're all mm-hmm. just kind of like the same curved just big rooms. Big yeah, it's just. It's it's lost a bit of that, uh, but I suppose that's just because of how WWE is nowadays. They're always holding like you know wrestling events in a normal dome, Southwest Texas or whatever the hell. Yeah. So they're always you know, they're always these modern massive arenas, which are like you know all going to be by their nature looking exactly the same. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, people say, "Oh, isn't like places in New Japan the same?" No, the places in New Japan run can range from a school gymnasium to places like the Tokyo Dome but you've got bits in between as well and every every arena's got its own unique kind of quirk in this case for the big event it was in a massive baseball stadium where I'm actually amazed they got as many people in as they could because yeah. it was quite snug yeah and it was just say open air as well you don't see that very often nope you, you don't yeah. um, I actually have some tales of uh, of that event if anyone would like to hear it before we get going Go on. Yeah, I'll put some music underneath. Go for it. So this is a website. This is from uh, SlamWrestling.net, and it's a quite an interesting article that kind of goes over the, the experience of being at the stadium on that particular day. 
so I'm just going to go through a couple of bits here. Let me just find my quote. So the most expensive ticket you could buy that day was $20. Now, adjusting for inflation, oh. at today's price, that would be $56 roughly. Still pretty that's good. still a bargain compared to Clash at the Castle. Well, yes, that's very yeah, true. true. <laughs> Which I believe was so. $56 and a kidney. <laughs> yes. Um, Yours so, or anyone else's. So the show took place in late August and um, it was a cold night. Temperatures were getting quite close to freezing. However, and I'm just going to quote the article now, tempers kept things warm. It turns out that last minute additions of giant video screens and the cameras forced many seats to be re- relocated if they existed at all. The 70 or so rows at ringside were forced to stand for most of the event. Fans threw chairs, ice cubes and other items. According to Toronto Sun, reserved seats disappeared, fights erupted in the aisles and security guards were accused of switching seat numbers. In the end, it went to court and refunds were offered to 219 people from outside of Southern Ontario and 1,609 people from the Greater Toronto area were offered tickets to the 1987 CNA wrestling match, which never happened. Beautiful. Wow. There you go. So there you it go. does like you like it's weird because you, you like the rings kind of like race up on a plinth, isn't it? So it's, that, mm-hmm. that's a bit different from the usual yeah. thing. So like they're kind of like the crowd are like a bit below eye level to the to the ring. They're all kind of raised up, but they're like, it's like a sea of people around them. But there's no kind of it looks like there's no kind of like consistency to where they're sat. So it's just like a big load up. Everyone's just, they're just going to go bring a chair, just put up a chair and just come out on the grass and just you know have a sit down where you can sort of thing. It's like a big picnic with a wrestling ring in the middle. It's weird. So, Ewan, yeah, was, was that a plan to do a one the following year? Well, apparently, I think the, the venue thought there would be another one, but I think after the events of what happened, WWF decided, you know what, let's maybe not. I, I think, no, I think it was, I don't think it was not wanting to do another one for the money. I think because um, they could have easily just found another stadium to host it. It didn't have to be done there. Yeah, they, didn't, they hmm. didn't want to hold but it in Toronto what it might have been is because obviously WrestleMania three was such a massive success. Mm. And then they brought Survivor Series to pay-per-view. So maybe the thought having the two big events was enough without having this other one in the middle of it. Because they did go back to a baseball stadium, which I will mention at the end, for a few uh, other shows. Yeah. Okay. I suppose, yeah, this is, this is well, 86, so we're four, four, three, four years before the first SummerSlam? Because it was, it was August, well, Ewan, sorry. SummerSlam was 88. So I think you could look at this show as SummerSlam 86. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The timing's yeah. about right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it definitely seems like a tester to, like, how we oh. run a show at this time of year and will people come? Although it seems a bit odd that temperatures in Canada are quite low in August. Obviously, I don't live there, so I've just <laughs> been used to the UK weather. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's cold. Um, it's not known for its heat. <laughs> well, no. that, is, that is true. But <laughs> It is called the Great White North. <laughs> Yes, but so, I mean, Scotland's freezing cold most of the time, but you occasionally get sun. You do, you occasionally, do. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, two quick notes before we start with the with the OPN match. Um, all right. First of all, who do you think one of the gentlemen was very, very much responsible for bringing this to Canada? Uh, would it be one of the Hearts? Would it, Stu, uh, your man no, Stu no, Hart? No, not, not the Hearts, but somebody else very involved in WWE. I was going to guess Bruce. Would it be Pat Parson? 
it, you're closer to non-wrestling role, and his name oh. even comes up at the credits at the end. Oh, Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney, yes. That's oh. he was massively Jack Tunney's mass- territory, is it not? That yeah, Vince massively Potter. involved in bringing big wrestling to Canada. He gets a lot of credit for that. Before I think he's just, just in a corner and drunk at this point. Was he actually? Did he actually have a job where he had like decisions to make at this point? I think he was an office job. I don't think he was the. I don't know when he became president. Actually, that's a good. That's something to look up. But <laughs> I don't think he was president at this moment in time. No, um, I think he was. Yeah, that would have been more of a sort of regular television thing, like when Superstar yeah. was outside, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would have been similar. Just, just, we're not far off the Hogan um, Andre match where Andre gets the belt, aren't we? And I'm sure um, Tony was the one who made the decision to kind of um, have them. Oh, that know. was 88, 88. Oh, I'm thinking later on, yeah, mm. yeah, that's before the match. Uh, but I, won, I mean, yeah. that's the other thing is, um, which we'll get later. Andre is a face in this event. But, you but he's know, not on the card, though, Alan. Andre, Andre's well, not oh, on the card. Sorry, sorry. Some guy who looks like him is, is in there. <laughs> we'll get, we'll and get then, to that. <laughs> and then um, he's obviously main event and he turns heel Hogan. It's quite a quick turnaround from, I don't know how many months you got, six months or something till WrestleMania. About it's quite, that, yeah. quite a yeah. quick turnaround to get to um, get Andre. Anyway, we're, we're, we're sidetracking too much. The other well, thing is, I, I wonder if it was... When it was decided to film it, because you said you and the were like decided to put big screens and cameras and stuff up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, this was not a pay per view. This screams some sort of pay per view, a TV special. Uh, I think this the, was a, it was a Coliseum release. I think maybe it's just been the case of that maybe they had a gap in their inventory and they figured, you know what, we're running a show anyway. It's pretty big. We could probably make some money from it. And I don't know if you guys know a lot Ticket about numbers. Apparently. I wonder if like, they, they saw, actually, they were like, you know what, we sold like 30,000 tickets for this, we should probably film this. Maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but what I was saying is, um, I don't know if you guys know a lot about the history of Coliseum Video, but they are under a company called Evar Enterprises. That is mentioned um, at the end credits. It is. Evar Enterprises, <laughs> his main product is um, hardcore pornography. Oh, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Which got them into a lot of trouble. Um, if you Google Evar Enterprises, there's a whole lot of articles out there. The Lapsed Fan Podcast did a, a couple of episodes on the origins of the company. It was very much a ghetto operation uh, back oh in the sort of mid-80s. Uh, because uh, Evar Enterprises spent a lot of time in court being sued under obscenity laws. Joy, yeah, because we would have been like 85 is peak VHS porn industry, isn't it? Yep. Is it now, Phil, is it? <laughs> we've, all, we've all seen Boogie Nights. We all know what goes on. Lots of boogieing. Exactly. Wait, Dan, do you see Cameron's not seen Boogie Nights? I've not seen Boogie Nights. Move on. I can't even look. I can't even look at his name on my screen. Right. Move on. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's so, move on. So, so they decided to film it, uh, and it also is a prime time special. However, so it's, it's, TV as well. it's only it's only a select number of matches, which I'll go through as we get there. Um, okay. Was oh, for geez. prime time. <laughs> I wonder what crew they picked from this one. None of them made a VHS separately release, so like a compilation until much later on with Hogan's DVDs coming out. But nothing else was picked for any other compilation tape as far as I know. But yes, we'll get to it. And I believe we've got 11 matches to get through. Some are brisk, we some do. are long. Let's go. Let's go. A small point before we start about the, uh, this is a cooperative um, production. Yes. Yes. Because it, it is announced as the World Wrestling Federation and Hulkamania bring you the big event. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes saying, wait, are uh, well, they two separate things? Are they the same thing? I thought Hulkamania really is running wild. Possibly for tax reasons, who knows? <laughs> oh, and I'll mention one thing before we get going. 
You're right. It was a Coliseum um, VHS release, but one we did not get in the UK. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, that's probably why I've got no recollection of it because I remember the early tapes, you know, the early Coliseum video stuff that kind of came came out. But yeah, like obviously, I had no knowledge of this event at all until you brought it up last like, last show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't until the internet. So I got the internet in about '99 when I read about mm. it, and then I got a very poor copy VHS in from America, converted from American, not the VHS. It was. Yeah, yeah. It oh, wasn't. Geez, pretty. I must have looked like a potato on a potato. I, I got the first Royal Rumble, the '88 Rumble, in this because I'm like these events, and I didn't know they existed. So yeah, I got the one. I think I probably mm. still got them somewhere, but um, yeah, it was. It was interesting to see because anyway, like I said, it is like a pay per view pretty much. But let's let's go to it with a mm-hmm. tag team opening right. contest. Let's cut to it. So we open with Hoss and Jimmy Jack Funk with Jimmy Hart to face the Killer Bees in a tag team extravaganza to open the big event. Iron Sheik, this is for you. This one. Yes, there you go. I have a question to begin with. Mm-hmm. Why did the Killer Bees come out without masks, but then put masks on to wrestle? That was their gimmick. It was, that was a stupid thing. It was their finisher. It was called Masked Confusion. <laughs> and they literally would put them on to the finish to do the swaps. Right. Okay. okay. Oh, Has nobody saw a Killer Bees match here? Well, I have, I, but I didn't, I didn't, I have never, I've never noticed it before, Al. I've, I've seen Killer Bees matches before. Still, never yeah, I've seen Killer Bees matches, but never noticed that this was a thing. They would hide at one point and change masks. My my no. biggest issue with this match is like at the beginning, the referee says um, uh, with a thirty minute time limit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? A thirty minute time limit? Uh, well, thankfully, <laughs> yeah, uh, not go thirty minutes. Um, is it just me, or did this ring seem very small, or was it the way it was being shot that made it look small? I think it was the way it's being shot. It didn't seem like the normal hard camera because it seemed like it was quite no. um quite a long lens that kind of compressed the ring to make it look I... smaller wonder if the hard camera was where the main camera would be if it was baseball they were filming so that's probably why it looked really yeah. to me it looked really, and also the ropes sounded terrible as well the whole ring sounded terrible i don't know if it's like oh, it's, if it's, it's really the, looks really bouncy as well you know what i'm seeing a couple yeah. of the times it's, uh, there's a couple the of mats all getting pulled up like the mats yeah, i was going to say i just want to say the, the, the canvas is getting like bundled up towards the end yeah, you need an yeah. iron on it you need to get a good iron yeah, on you need that. a good <laughs> bit of iron on that yeah a good bit oh, yeah I, I feel we should mention the commentary team Yes, we, oh, sorry, yes, we should yes, mention that. Yes, we should. My apologies. Our commentary team for this show are Gorilla Monsoon, Luscious Johnny Valiant, and Ernie and Ladd. By, by far and away, the worst commentary team I think we've covered so far on the Conquistadors. This oh. commentary team, besides Gorilla Monsoon, were terrible. No, no, I'm going to argue. I thought Monsoon and Johnny V had some good chemistry together. Those two, yeah. I was going to say, yes, Johnny Ladd brought nothing to the show. Ernie Ladd was like a hanger <laughs> no, on. No, no, he did. He brought confusion. It's <laughs> <laughs> confusing and gibberish, is what he brought. Yeah. Like... There's a few choice ones. I'm sure he comes out one of this match about. Oh no, he's different. All, oh, all I could hear during Earl Lad's commentary is literally just Margie, Margie, ring on here, have me about the headlock, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's quite I a just, good impression. I just yeah. can't, can't get. It. He speaks so quick, doesn't he? He speaks so quick. Yeah. It's pure. I found it. Al, you remember King of the Hill, yeah? Yeah. Do you remember Boomhauer? <laughs> it, it was that. <laughs> Ernie, that all started with a tremendous high hip lock. Yes, it did. And I can assure you, the season's veteran at the front side, and they were looking forward to impress this history-breaking crowd right here with the good victory tonight. 
The Tel Aviv, I can assure you, with their youth and their young moves and tactics, that they will be looking for the same type of victory. Man, it, it just, it dang old complicated, you know, man? It's like a dang old Rubik's Cube, man. You like talking about blue, red, man, then you get to one side, and then you like mess, mess it up the other side. But what I remember is, um, I think um, one of the killer beasts says, like keeps slamming somebody, and like um, I think Ernie's like, oh, so she keeps slamming her. I was like, like a cow pack is delight. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know what that a means. Cow, a cow pack is delight. Like, what are you even talking about? I think I'm used to kind of you know weird stuff being said in commentary. You notice one thing about the killer bees, gorilla. They are constantly slamming a man. You know, they're trying to wear their opponents down by giving them a slam. Every time they get the opportunity, they get them above their head and slam them right into the cameras, which is known as a slam. As I would always say, a cow practice delight. What's the what the hell is in a cow package? And I why would it know. be delightful? A cow packer. Oh, cow packer. All oh, right. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, he just clicks. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like it should be on one of them other films, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> cow pack is delight four I don't I, moving anyway, on that, up that's, that's oh, one of no. one of many Arnie Laddisms I'm trying to move this on because Phil's on a roll and I don't like it um, so, this match was was a reasonable opener is is Jimmy Jack is Jimmy Jack fr- Funk I can't even say it Jimmy Jack Funk a good replacement for Terry Funk no <laughs> um, yeah I was a bit like I'm looking at it going that's that's Terry Funk <laughs> Right, that, that's Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Funk, <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Jack Funk was brought in as the Funk, uh, uh, you know, the, the the other Funk brother when Terry Funk has left. Yes, and, he left. Uh, at this point in time, Hoss Funk. I don't know why, <laughs> you know, which is of course Dory Funk, Dory Funk Junior. Um, he yeah, was getting yeah. a bit. Um, he was getting a bit sort of uh, fed up at this time as well, and this would be his last match in this stint. Wow, what, what a oh, match to go well. on. Yeah. And as a quiz, who can tell me his next WF match after this? Ooh. What, Dory Funk? Yeah. Fuck. Um, oh. Correct, it's not something we changed for Charlie and Mc, McFoley in the 90s, is it? No, no. Is it earlier than that? No. Well, a little bit. Oh. oh. oh okay. God, he's not, he's not resting Funk the Clown in something, is he? He's not a doink, is he? Is he a doink? No. No. So we've all been a doink at some point. <laughs> it was Royal Rumble 1996. What? Dory Funk Jr. No, I remember. No, I remember Dory Funk Jr. in the oh, Royal Rumble 96. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, ten years later, nearly. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's wow. insane. Holy shit! I just discovered that Dory Funk Jr. was back in all Japan as late as 2008. <laughs> like, oh, he about 50 during this match. That's ridiculous. That's the thing to say, like, the, the, the Funk's on one side, then you've got the, the Killer Bees on the other side. They do look like from two different eras. Oh, they Just are. The one's from the of, south, one's from upstate. Uh... Yeah, like, two big barrel-chested lads versus a couple of guys on steroids. Like, you know, it's like it's definitely like those two eras are starting to really clash in the ring. Um, and did, did everyone appreciate as well, when the, when the match started, you'd get, like, a little graphic on screen telling you who was in the match? That was that was something they like had. A little title the, card. The, the old yeah. MSG shows you'd always have that little, like, yeah. title card. And I did appreciate it. Oh, yeah, 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 they wouldn't always refer to the names of the wrestlers that were on the title card which we'll come to later <laughs> it was just nice to kind of be like oh, okay that's using this match or like a little funky graphic of the thing spinning off to one side and then you'd be into the match but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a decent one it's a tag team star isn't it I mean come on yeah I mean it's hard to go wrong Killer Bees won with a I think it's a small package in the end mm-hmm. and then we were also and into my, 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 the first the part of my, 
And then, oh, I like the finish. I did the illegal man got in the ring, but the referee can't tell because they're both wearing masks. They're wearing masks. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Hart that? could tell. I like the fact that Jimmy Hart didn't cover the fact he saw it. And oh, he's no, screaming no. on his little megaphone, going, it's the wrong man. And then it didn't matter. But, but the referee's like, fuck you, Jimmy. We, no. We're not even going to listen <laughs> to you. Can we have a quick chat about this referee? Because he, he does this all night when, he, when he's doing his matches. Anyone notice when he counted, he'd do count one, and then he'd slide his hand. He's a hand out. He's on the shoulders Two. Hand back in. It's more like a six count by the end, isn't it? <laughs> There's a few times I think the ref is kind of the ref is going to come out of pins because they they, they, they they timed the two count in the head, and this ref's still going right. Hang on, I'm checking the shoulders. Hang on, hang on. Are you right? He's that's down. Hang on, other shoulder, other shoulder. Hang on. He looks like the guy from Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, he does. <laughs> we ball. So we trust. It's a Bobby um, Ball, isn't it? Bobby Ball, yeah, yeah. it does. It looks like him, yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose it does, eh? I can just imagine him being like all scared and asking for his, like, you know, like, oh, what's his partner called? Um, it wasn't Terry, was it? What was it? Tommy, was it Tommy Cannon? Tommy, Tommy Cannon, right? yeah. He's all, all scared, yeah. like, Tommy, help me, I don't know what to do. Trying to do these counts that are terrible. And but that's yeah, how we ended up in a wrestling show in 1986 when we were in Canada. <laughs> But they were all terrible. Like all his counts were just like he ruined it. Most of the, we'll get to the finishes later on. But oh, he, yeah. I think most of it's his fault. Can you imagine if Austin had been involved in this? Because obviously that whole thing with Mike Tyson and Austin always saying that he didn't get the cadence of the count right at WrestleMania 14. Can oh, you yeah. imagine Austin going fucking mental at this? <laughs> just, just, just stunning the ref for real. Just throwing him out the ring. Just yep. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we'll move on to the next match. And what's the time limit on the next match? Three days. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes. All right, okay. 20 minutes, yes. Um, this is Tonga or Haku or insert other name here versus <laughs> Morocco with Mr. Uji. Al, I'm going to say something very, very harsh, but pl- please understand this match fucking sucked. <laughs> well, you'll be lucky you win because they've actually, it goes a 20 minute time limit draw. And uh, this, does, is clipped, yeah. this is clipped to about six minutes, I oh, think it is. It's, it's got at least four um, or five clips in it. It's Haku's first match as Haku. That's is true. This his, is this his debut, is it? Um, well, it's not his debut, but I he mean, was the de- Tonga de- kid. De- King Tonga, sorry, he was King Tonga. And yeah, then uh, this was he's decided to go by Haku. Now, apparently, uh, in one of the television tapings, he was called Haku. Oh, um, with, with, with an O instead of a U at the end, but that was only for one thing. And then I think this was before the tape, and I could be wrong. They're all pretty much all together. They can't decide. They call him King Haku, King Tonga. They're all over the place with his name. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, one thing I will say as well is that Morocco was weighed in apparently at 267 pounds. I think some of those numbers are in the wrong order because Morocco is absolutely enormous. He's a big man. He's got his own t shirt, though. I quite like that. Like he was obviously there with a the t shirt at the early doors. Well, it's more like a crop top on him. But, true, yeah. And mm. Johnny, um, Johnny V just came up with a good line about uh, Don Morocco at the beginning. He's like, uh, Where does Don Morocco go? Anywhere he wants to, Grandma. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. This right. is going to be good, and it was not good. Well, it, it, the finish saw um, Ako hit a high cross body off the top rope, and he thinks he's going to pin him, and then the referee calls for time. Yes, the referee calls for time. Now, and the, whole, the whole thing was just immensely confusing, because you've got the slow counting ref. It's really hard to tell what he's doing. 
I do wonder of that 20 minutes how long was the the, the, the nerve hole that Morocco was doing I was trying to say if that's 20 minutes oh. cut down to 6 and at least 2 minutes that those minutes on the television is a I forgot hold. about that he, he, he gave Haku a gentle massage and he fell asleep on the canvas <laughs> There we go. Did you yeah, notice his arm? His arm was raised about seventeen times in the yeah, referee's Yeah, I know. Can I go two? This is three. He's fast asleep. Is dead? What, what's the deal here? I mean, is it? Uh, is this just like Canadian rules or something? Oh God! Let's not <laughs> do that. The province of the province of Quebec rules. That was a match. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they did matches in Stampede, was it like a fucking seven count for that as well? Well, now, we're seven hours until Stu Hart gets drunk and wanders out naked, belligerent. And I know Ewan's disappointed this match was clipped, but Ewan, <laughs> if you go find that edition of Primetime I was on about, you get the full 20 minutes of it. It's a full 20 I'd minutes. I'd rather stiff my balls to a moving block car. Thank you. Um, and I'll <laughs> segue nicely. Why wrestling? Why would you do I'll that to a viewing audience? I'll segue nicely at the match number three because that was also on the primetime special, but this wow. one wasn't clipped. Well, I thought you were going to say it was something to do with Ewan's balls being attached to a car. <laughs> so so we had former tag team champion Tony Gurria, um, very accomplished wrestler, is now being reduced to the role of jobber in, his, oh. uh, in this year, I'm afraid, against Vince McMahon's wet dream. <laughs> he's a big. I've written down the first one. I'll see that he's a big boy. I've seen he's a big, thick boy, yes. Um, I'm, is, not, I'm not sure is, about the socks. That's quite an interesting look, that was. It's like socks and trainers in the ring. He is legitimately the world's strongest man at this moment in time. He is. He yes. is. Is it like deadlifted like 700 pounds or something? Yeah, he's, you know, he's yeah. an impressive weightlifter, but not so much on the wrestling stage. He's a terrible wrestler. <laughs> I mean, Which I think is summed up by his finisher being a bear hug. Oh, well, well, that's all Olympian. Mark Henry's finisher was a bear hug when he first came in, you know that. That's right. <laughs> do that. It's like no one submits in a bear hug. Not, not well, even a bear. Well, Tony Gurria, Tony Gurria did. Oh, Tony Gurria did, yeah. Just, that's, that's a yeah. fair point. I do indeed stand corrected. You're correct. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll move the... past that. Ted Orsini wins by submission to the bear hug. And yeah. we're on to JYD against some guy in the dress. But we but do get a bit, of, a bit of Mean Gene him? and Jimmy Hart down by the we crowd. Oh, there's an odd interview, isn't Something it? Something approaching a promo. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, well Mean Gene was meant to be going for a hot dog, but he spotted Jimmy Hart and thought, you know what, my hot dog can wait. I want to interview this guy. I'd have personally gone for the hot dog, but that's just me. And speaking of which, Jimmy Hart spends most of the time talking about um, Junkyard Dog taking his pants off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, apparently, JYD's been going through a streak of removing Jimmy Hart's clothing, which is really doing nobody a favor. <laughs> nobody any favors at all. Yeah. Uh, Claire was sat next to me while I was watching this bit, and oh, she no. just kind of rolled her eyes and just went, uh huh. Which doesn't do my whole when she says it's a homoerotic pantomime, and I go, no, darling, no, it is not at all. It's like, yeah, it doesn't do much. But then Adrian Adonis comes out. And then we get our first oh. actual entrance of the night with Adrian Adonis actually getting well, we entrance into the ring. You call an entrance, they sort of storm down the, That's the ring. It's a really then, narrow aisle as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's like a, <laughs> that was like done now, but like a massive security concern. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you see all the guys sexually around. assaulted. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, you can actually literally just reach across the other person that's other side of the aisle to you. The clothesline, yeah. the guy coming down to the... Imagine the warrior coming down, yeah. the clothesline by the audience. I, I, just, didn't, yeah. I didn't enjoy Jimmy Hart leading the way with his feather duster. That made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, then, when did when did Jimmy Hart ditch the feather duster and get a megaphone then? Well, he had one for the first match, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Maybe somebody oh, stole it. Maybe because he's a Adonis just didn't want it because... He had to carry like the 
for the duster and the spray thing, didn't he? So he didn't have any yeah. anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you stole Rick Martel's gimmick. I know, I just didn't think of that. It's like, you know, I, I did notice that because the atomizer at the, uh, later on in the show, it's like, could I go, wait a minute? <laughs> Martel's yeah. gimmick. And then uh, we JYD, get, like his music starts, and then it cuts and he's in the ring. Like, oh, great, thanks. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry it's always that. got a really weird well, finish. It's had to go on head, a two-hour VHS tape. This is the VHS true. version on the network, so it is, very yeah. yeah. it is so, very trimmed. It is very trimmed. JYD's very broken down at this point. He's still got another two years to go before he leaves. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can tell he's mm. slowing down. But th- this was a fun match. Adonis did a lot to bring this match up oh yeah it's a bit of fun it's not it, I, th- I don't think I mean I don't know how long it was in the actual event but it's not really long enough on the broadcast to actually be offensive oh no no no, no the, end, the ending's offensive though it's not even the count out because he comes back in the ring and then the ref call rings for the bell yeah but it was too late he missed it no he's the referee I can watch it like, he, he gets to nine and he comes in the ring and then he's like kind of going to count out Checking both feet are on the arena floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this um, poor referee. It's that, just, yeah, it was all right up, up until that point. It's like, what? I, I, was, I was literally, what the hell was that? What happened? The bell just rang and they just, like, oh, we just can't be bothered. Just finish the match. We need to get to the next one. Yep. Uh, uh, we, need, um, we need to rush along to um, the, our next event. Can next we match? take a small, small sidestep between this match, by the way? I'm just looking at the Meltzer ratings for these first four matches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bearing in mind that Meltzer rates them out of five, because this is the days yes. before Meltzer started, but I had six star matches and all that rubbish. So, yep. can, you, can you tell me the aggregate star score? Of these first four matches on the Meltzer scale, one stars. How many? How many stars have, have we got in total so far? Oh, in total, in total, I think in we've total. got seven between the four matches. So obviously, twenty would be your max. Um, twenty seven. Uh, one because it's like a quarter star each match. One. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I don't think the first match won't bad. So he. I uh, think you would give that to maybe like, right, oh, okay. that's not really nothing. Hang on. Right. Five. Five. What's the, number, what's the number, Cam? The total number of aggregate stars awarded by Dave Meltzer for the first four matches of this show is two. <laughs> two. Are they all half a star each? No, both of the, it's two star the two stars for the opening tag match and then the, be, the yeah. three matches afterwards are all zero duds. Oh my oh, god. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Uncle Dave did not approve. Did not Uncle, approve. Uncle Dave is gonna go to get a hot dog now. But be, the, be fair, he's had some terrible opinions and he's done Well, who hasn't? Well, say, you know, I'm not gonna sitting here sort of saying, oh yeah, Dave Miltz is an absolute godlike entity in the wrestling business because I'm always no. a bit perplexed at why there's such a thing as a scale in wrestling matches that is named after one person on this earth. And you know, it's his opinion over everyone else's. That's a bit no. shite. Well, well, what about the what about the Richter scale? Do you get a second opinion as <laughs> an earthquake? Yeah, you do. Just ask Japan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving um, on. Iron Mike Sharp versus Dick Slater. This was a match. Canadian's greatest athlete, I believe they say. At the well, uh, start I, of the match. I like the fact that the crowd booed both participants. So, did they like anything? I thought Iron Mike Sharp was Canadian, though. Yeah. Like, well, I get why they booed Dick Slater because he comes out with the kind of you know the southern flag and all that he's kind the of rebel. stuff. He's the the rebel. rebel. And I think he's meant to be the baby face, but like the, the crowd aren't into him at all. They're just like, no, you're from South oh, America, Southern America, I'm we don't a, like you. 
This match was condensed in about three minutes, but if you wants to see the full six minutes and 24 seconds, he can tune into that episode of Primetime. Yeah, why, why did they torture their audience oh, like that? That's just not nice. It's like a really weird flashy edit in the middle. So like someone finds, oh, we got a spinny button. Let's do that. And it's like, no, it's just, why? It's really confusing to stop it. And then Mr. Slater wins with an um, a elbow drop off the top However, standing yes. up rather than rather than yes. the mastermind yeah. style, he delivered it to uh, Mike Sharp's head when they were both standing, and then he did like a little jackknife bend you need to get there. It's almost, it's almost like a, it's almost like a top rope, like atomic elbow. He drops. <laughs> it's a bit, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> and the crowd goes mild when they see it. <laughs> well, the crowd is gone from hot dog at that point. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. Business is picking up because we've got Mean yes. Gene and Bobby Heenan now. Yes, this is great. These two are fantastic. Bobby's there just talking about his clients. He's talking about the unusual circumstances of the opponents of his charges in this match, um, which is Ken Combandi, Big John Studd, and Bobby Heenan versus The Machines, Super Machine, who doesn't look like Axe, and Big Machine, who certainly does not look like Blackjack Mulligan. No. No. And the Dryer Machine is is on the outside, but apparently they're free burning the rules so they can bring them in and out whenever they want. They make a point of saying that. I need to raise this. They can put it in. They They can come in and out whenever they want. permission to use these machines from the president of the World Wrestling Federation, Jack Tunney, in any way, shape, or form he sees fit. Whether well, it's you know, number one, two, or three, or how, and he doesn't have to tell the opposition which two are going to be out there. Well, that needs some investigation of my, uh, my way of thinking. Yep, they can come in up because they're just... I don't quite understand. Maybe if you're a machine, if you're not a human, so you're not bound by the same rules that humans are. I don't know. No, but they're all just like... It's It's just a lot of beef in this one, isn't it? It's a lot of oh, yeah. big slappy beef hitting each other in the middle of the ring. I mean, it's a lot of people, and it's a bit disconcerting seeing Bobby Heenan in wrestling trunks. Um... <laughs> Yes, it's really weird because he's got the single strap that like like um like the machines have. But then King Kong Bundy's like one strap keeps falling down, so it looks like he's got the single strap. Well, so then like Big John Studs, the only one with like white trousers, like ended up like a sore thumb. He's got a bit like you know, Bobby Heenan. Kind of looks in this match like Andre the Giant when you leave him in the dryer too long. <laughs> you know, just a bit weird. Well, the fans obviously died on this match, but they went apeshit when Lou Albano and Bobby Heenan got well, in the ring together. Yeah, that's, that's, what the, that's what you want to see. You want to see the two <laughs> managers have a crack at each other, obviously. But That's the whole point. Um, this was... I don't, I don't know why they decided to bring over the Machines gimmick from Japan for this particular show. It seemed a bit of an odd decision. Oh, no, but... they, would do it, they would do it on other shows. It wasn't just mm. this one. But, oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. This was early in though because I was um, I was waiting trying to find a quote from Bobby Heenan, but it's not an actual quote he says. And it's like I think they start. I think it's there's a show like around July time. I think it is mm-hmm. when like uh, Mean Gene goes to Japan and interviews the uh, the two the two machines. Mm-hmm. And like uh, and I like, is like yes I I go to university speak good English now. It's like oh Jesus. And then Andre's oh. like yes Andre's like in a French accent yes we speak really good English. Listen, I'm very curious. Competition. In the United States, in the World Wrestling Federation, have you heard about any of the the competition there? It's second to none. It's that TV man. We we challenge everybody, everybody, including Hulk Hogan. Hulk, Hulk Hogan's Hogan. Uh, number one in world now. Uh, yes, he is Ichiban. And it's like yes, I I I, I do kind of dig it though, because like there's a bit where um, 
like Bobby Heenan's in the crowd because you know Tuesday Night Titans is like a chat show. So it's like an audience in, in, in this mm. little chat room. So Bobby Heenan's going to the crowd and he's like, "Is that Andre the Giant?" And they're like, saying, "No, it's not Andre the Giant. The Giant Machine." And he's like, oh. "Is that Andre the Giant?" And all the crowd are going, "No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not Andre." No. And he's getting like really exasperated. And it's like I really kind of like that. It reminded me of the um, you know, the was it last year when Ezekiel came into WWE and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh, I'm Elias' yeah, brother." Yeah. And Kevin oh, Owens, yeah. just, and Kevin Owens was like, "No, you're the same guy." And anyone else was like, "No, they're brothers." And he's like, "Where's everybody insane?" <laughs> Like there would that, be like, other machines. There would be the mysterious Piper machine. <laughs> Came out with a kilt, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. also the mysterious Hulk machine. <laughs> yes. I do I do I, I, I do kind of love the idea of just like someone just come out and say, Yeah, I'm a machine, I'm not Andre the Giant. And everyone just being like, Yeah, totally. Imagine, imagine probably like, being that sole voice of reason, like, no, it's Andre the Giant. Perfect machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have kept rude, doing it forever. Rude machine. <laughs> ultimate <laughs> machine <laughs> the nicest otherwise of sexual machine and that would be a bit weird that would be a oh, bit weird that's um that's one of them videos isn't it <laughs> back to that again yeah yep. and uh, i believe the heels won by dq after andre got in, uh, sorry after giant machine got in the ring he did yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they said that anybody could come into the ring because they're through the three machines so it didn't matter who was in they still dq oh. him Considering this referee doesn't know how to do a three count, I'm very sure he didn't realise that was the agreement. So I don't. This is a very, a very weird, a very weird thing that was. Yeah. Well, so, we move on to quite a good match. We move on to what's the main event of the show it, for me. I was and shocked it, when I saw this came up on screen. This does appear on the uh, Jake Roberts DVD. This one does. does. For many he years no, later. A no DQ snake pit match between Jake the Snake Roberts and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This match fucking rules. Uh, if you look down the list of matches right at the start of the show without even watching this and you would have hazard a guess at what was going to be the best match of the night, it'd be this one. Oh, yeah. Right enough, it's this one. <laughs> yeah, the way it like, cuts at the beginning like straight into Jake's smirking face into the camera, I was like, yeah. we're on, we're going. We're, this There's is a bit of an awesome. awkward um, thing in this because this is where Jake's going through his heel period but the fans refuse to boo him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the in bizarre world, yeah. so you know. So, mm. so they're going to turn them face very sh- shortly, but yes, because the, uh, they were going to do Hulk against Jay. <clears throat> and apparently right. they filmed a segment where he DDTs him on the Snake Pit show. Uh-huh. Okay. And rather than all the fans booing, they just went ballistic for Robert's DDT and all the <laughs> Oh, dear. Like, oh, like, no, no, but we'll have to change the plans out. Change the plans. He was yeah. never in the right place at the right time for a title run, was he? It was just... No. Yeah, that, and then the thing with the warrior layer it's just like oh come on they would have been awesome it, was it not the difficult thing that um, with his body shape not being like the most muscular Jake Roberts as far as Vince was concerned Jake always had a body for a heel and he yeah. apparently Jake's story is that he tried to sort of go to the gym and bulk up and like get a bit more muscle when he turned face but then Vince was like absolutely against it mm-hmm and essentially told him that if he was going to like have any kind of like, sort of full on muscle definition, then he's not, not going to get booked. Yeah, kind of thing. He's quite younger, yeah, and he's quite he looks oh, yeah, quite yeah, yeah, yeah. slender and he looks taller. I'm sure he's not taller, mm. but he just looks I taller. I think. Yeah, I think it's because he's not at his absolute worst here as he was maybe ten years down the line. He's still yeah. very much yeah youth on his side. And this is obviously totally. before everything all of his demons that are well documented that's all came to the forefront but uh i mean for for credit to him this he did his part of the match as well as uh steamboat as well and these two that's just fantastic. beat, beat the by the way he comes out to serious by the alan parsons project <laughs> yes. and i was like how oh. bad is that on the network still 
Weighing 237 pounds, Ricky the Dragon, Steve Boat. Well, I suppose who's going to watch? I thought it was dubbed. Is that Steamboat? Sorry, yeah. Right, I, I checked it. What's his theme for a while? So I don't know if yeah. that, uh, so oh, that, yeah. Because obviously mm. his other themes is always um, edited over, and I because I know I realised it wasn't the usual thing that they edited mm. over Steamboat's theme. I'm like, oh, they edited over something else. But is that what he was using? And that was quite interesting. Yeah, that's what he was using. yeah. That's yeah. What I was shocked. I was like, network. Yeah, that must have just snuck through without anybody noticing at all. That I don't even know how they got it through. There are oh, a few what? things that sneak through the network, such as Roddy Piper saying he's going to fuck people up. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, and then we we get after that. I think what is probably my 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 quote of the night from Gorilla Monsoon uh, oh, when he's geez. when he's talking about the snake pit match, and he yes. says that like the original intention was to have a real snake and a real yeah. and a real dragon in each corner. But then the WWE F DeSizzle de- officials decided that it was too <laughs> dangerous. Excuse me, Teddy Long DeSizzle? <laughs> I was just so excited, yeah. The WWE F officials decided that it was too dangerous, so they made it a no-DQ match instead with no animals. I was like, well, I a mean... real snake. But in fact, he says, and a real dragon. Didn't it say Komodo dragon? You know, it just says a real dragon, yeah. Originally, if this match was signed... The snake and the dragon were to be in the corners, the real snake and the real dragon. However, it was decided that it was too dangerous by the officials of the World Wrestling Federation, and consequently, they are not in attendance, but you won't miss them. This is a no-holds-barred match. Anything goes. There's no disqualification. Easy job for the referee. A real dragon. I was like, oh, come on! I'm imagining that the difficulty was getting it over the Canadian border. (laughs) But the, the 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 thing that would really amused me was the fact that if that had happened, it would have been like the craziest Pokemon match ever. <laughs> I think I've written down. I need I need more detail. Could they have tagged in the snake or the dragon? Is it like um like a mixed? Oh, you... Is it like a mixed gender match where like if the snake tags in, the dragon's got to come in, or can you wrestle the dragon? I need some more I detail. Just... I need some details on I this. Was this, was this the prototype of the kennel from hell so you'd both on the outside and if you fell out then you were at the mercy of them or maybe we, don't, oh, we just don't know do we no. I'm just getting a little image of like, like a snake wrapping itself around the turnbuckle and then really stretching out the end of its tail <laughs> and get a hot tag it's holding the rope with the end of its tail yeah <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's like his from Disney's Robin Hood there you go and the dragon's like 30 foot tall on the other side of the ring yeah <laughs> He did say a real dragon. He does, yeah. He doesn't say kimono dragon, he doesn't say lizard, he says a real dragon. Real dragon. The real snake and the real dragon. <laughs> I mean, Jakar had a dragon that was called Dragon Dragon, and it was basically a guy in a giant dragon costume. I would have taken that. So, get the guy know, did, get a man in to play the dragon, job done. Oh man, it was amazing. Oh. But anyway, this this match is is great. It's fantastic. It's intense. It's got the stipulation to it. They do take it outside. It's not like the most violent sort of DQ match. There's a bit of steel chair going on, but not a lot. Bit of colour from Real Ricky for, towards the end. Yeah, yeah. But for the time, it would have been fairly yeah, yeah, totally. extraordinary. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know. It does feel um, like a kind of WCW kind of style brawl, if that makes sense. Mm, a kind of southern. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. because Drino does, uh, Ricky would have been brought up on that kind of thing in WCW, wouldn't he? Like with that kind of, you know, yeah, southern WCW mid south kind of style match. This, this is what this feels like, and it's cracking. It's a real nice palate cleanser from what's you know what we had before yeah. it. And it's, but it's like it's about was it less than ten minutes? It's like I want this for like an hour. This should be the Iron Man match. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is probably the only match tonight where I was like, I would have watched more of that. Yeah, totally. Yep. So we go from that to Billy Jack Haynes versus the Conquistador's other spirit animal, Hercules oh, Hernandez. Yeah. Here we go. There it is. The and match the is a literal piss break. Now, <laughs> now I, I want to say something here because, yes, Gorilla Monsoon's here on commentary. <laughs> Which he totally recorded at the time, yeah? This was totally recorded live. That's where his two competitors go. And as you say, you can totally tell it's not recorded at the time. So I'm confused whether you're right, they all went, or this was never first intended to be on the tape or whatever, and they deliberately missed it off. But you can so tell he added the commentary later to it. What a a bizarre thing. It's so weird. It's like when they do the the old interest of wrestling challenge where they cut to the the arena and apparently Vince and Co are ringside, but you can clearly tell it's a green screen. It's it's <laughs> almost that kind of bad. Heenan, um, like Monsoon, but uh, uh, Heenan Mean Gene bits at the start of this were green screen. Yep, because they did have a little bit of a black kind of like line around them on the outline. But again, this would have been revolutionary for the time, so I suppose oh, yeah. people maybe didn't or didn't care. I'm not sure what it would be, but um, one thing I do know that nobody cared about this particular match. That's no, a pretty weird match. Maybe they didn't, but can we mention the finish? Because I thought the finish was superb. Go for it, Al. Oh, he goes, Hercules goes for, an, I've never seen this before, Hercules goes for a neck breaker. Eh? And Billy Jack Hayes reverses it into a backslide and quite a good piece of skill from them. And (laughs) the backslide looks realistic because he's actually got his legs up, like sort of pushing into the mat rather than... He's mentioned that he's like pushing, he's like forcing his legs shoulders. Rather than just kneeling down, which makes it look kind of a bit naff that somebody's just, you you know, lying on the thing. And I did, I thought the finish deserved some credits, even though the match was not the best. I mean, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say something here. It's going to be a statement, and I realise it's a low bar, but I feel from all the Hercules matches we've watched, this is probably his best one that we've done. Agreed. 100% agree. Um, I can't remember many of the others. Exactly. Singles match. Best singles match. Tag matches were not. Yeah. not it's, like, it's a different match. Hercules. He's got like his hair. He's got a bit of a kind of a bit of the Bruiser Brody about him, like with his hair. He's mm-hmm. kind of a bit wilder and a bit kind of unkempt. And you got um, Billy Jack. He's got like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, there's Dr. Death in this match. Oh, no, it's not. It's somebody else. I thought it's <laughs> Dr. Death as well, yeah. He had that kind no, of vibe I, to him. I, well, I first saw him at WrestleMania 3 when I watched that. And then Dr. Death came in for the brawl for all. I'm like, it's the same guy from WrestleMania 3. But no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, is it? I was a bit like, it oh, looked like the same guy. Because yeah. they, 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 they have a feud. Is, is it like a hat? The, the, who's the king of the Hammerlock or something? Or the king of the um, Four oh, Nelson. finisher? Four Nelson, that's it. Four Nelson off, don't they, I think? That was but, WrestleMania 3, yeah. Like, you know, no one's really going to be able to follow Jake and Steamboat. That's, you know, it's a bad place to be in. But as I followed that match, like, it didn't do that bad. Hercules no, came out I... all right. His trunks weren't too high. You know? <laughs> a constant concern. The ending no. wasn't a big mess with the referee causing problems. So, yeah, this is probably like, you know, yeah, well done. Well done all round. I think yep. the next match is the second longest on the card. 
I think it's a bit mean now that um, Ewan and Cam both decided to go to the toilet when it's your fact roundup for the pod, for the uh, podcast. I know. I thought that was that Gone was very to disrespectful at the same time. of them. They're very yeah. disrespectful of them to not to not um, enjoy this totally live moment of me reading facts out. So I will begin, Phil. I am because I'm a, a broadcast journalist. Cameron and Ewan have gone, so we may as well fill the time up with your your facts about <laughs> the uh, the paper. Um, that is correct. Because I'm a broadcast journalist, am I doing this live? I've somehow had enough time to watch the full 20 minutes of the um, Don Morocco Haku match. Um, that being wow. on the... I still can't believe that went 20 minutes. Uh, yes, you can watch it all. But <laughs> I, that think, go 20 I minutes? think one of the reasons why it might have um, been cut short on the video is because on the primetime episode, the audio goes absolutely awful due moments of it. So I don't know if the thought put oh, really? that on VHS might... I think, you know... I might have thought putting that on VHS, people might think the tape was broke. So they've edited it down. They might think you're watching a WCW show. Yes, the primetime episode, you can can totally hear it going. So I'm wondering if the audio was really bad during the the next, you know, the the match that might be coming up later. That, um, that, uh, they have to (laughs) re-record it. So I'm not sure sure on that. Um, But that was one little fact I had. Yeah, cool. I like the fact. And I've got a few. I've got a few more for you. Um, oh, this was obviously... so they're not back from the toilets yet. So you may as well crack on. Uh, oh, have, you, have you seen the queue? There's about sixty thousand people in there, so there'll be a while yet. Um... <laughs> and they're all Canadians. They've been drinking lots of beer <laughs> as well. So it was a, it was an ambitious project, and I'm surprised they never put it on pay per view or anything like that. But I can only assume it was maybe being off telly was an attempt to fill the stadium up. Yeah, because I think. Um... What I couldn't find was like whether or not it was like Vince's idea, or whether it, whether it was the two Coliseum video lads, kind of, because the way it's like, you know, again, I I may have skipped forward for the rest of the the pay per view at some point myself. Um, the way the credits are done at the end, it's like the Coliseum video guys are kind of up front, and then it's like thanks to Vince at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. It does feel like it's like it's not Vince's idea, and he's kind of gone last second. Wait, we sold seventy thousand tickets. Get some cameras down there quick. Well, the reason that like I didn't realise it was going to be that big. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it is called the big event, but yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, but still. the other the, the other thing is, this wasn't the only time WWE's done this. Two years later, they did a very almost identical um, experiment again. I would say like a, an identical little business plan of having a massive card featuring mm-hmm. the main event of Andre versus Hogan in the steel cage. Having it a, 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 um, a stadium, um, it was the Milwaukee County Stadium, and uh, yeah. the crowd was nowhere near as big. It was close to 26, so I don't know how um, inflated that may or may not be, but uh, yeah, 25,866 were in it, and it's got that yeah. unique look again where you know it's like a stadium, and I, I believe on this one, I, bet I might have a look at a picture. It's been a while since I've watched it. I think you can see... There's like um, you can clearly see lots of the baseball pitch, whereas on this one you can't. That one, <laughs> isn't, a lot of all you can see is people, isn't it? There's just like a sea of people around it. Yeah. Um, and it's a ma- this one had a massive car, but it was the same sort of thing that there was a what handful. Was that of then? Yeah. Eighty-eight. It was July thirty-first, nineteen eighty-eight. So um, that have been would have been after WrestleMania yeah. three, then, wouldn't it? Yeah, after WrestleMania four, this was um, in, in eighty-eight. Especially, like, by that point, Andre wouldn't exactly been... Would he have been that kind of draw at that point? 
I don't think so. I think you're right. I think the Hogan Andre kind of played itself out because they did it at WrestleMania, they did it at Survivor Series, they then did it at the following. Sorry, they did a bit at the Rumble, then they did a little bit at the following WrestleMania four, yeah. and then that was the main event of the SummerSlam tag team match. So you're right, it, it kind of played out quite a lot between and of course the big rematch on um main event as well where the twin referees were involved, so that already done quite a um Quite a substantial milking of the cow, so there wasn't much left at this moment in time, I wouldn't have thought. Um, but <laughs> Not the, much milk left in the others. Yeah, but the, but the whole um, thing was the same, that they filmed a few matches to air on primetime, and it wasn't going to, the rest of it wasn't on TV, they were released it on VHS. So it seems it weird the, that they do that, though. The this thing. seems weird. Yeah. So I get like stadiums weren't the kind of regular thing for them at this point, because it's only nope, really, I suppose, no. in the last... 20 years or so, like they regularly do stadiums for the big shows, don't yeah. they? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, when they felt the need to and then do it. They've yeah. done a baseball stadium for Rump. Well, Rumble's been in the baseball stadium a couple of years in a row. Was it when Edge came back? Mm. That was at a baseball stadium, wasn't it? I must admit, modern venues pass me by a bit. I've got to be honest. I only remember because the aisles for him was like there was like a kink halfway down the aisle, so they kind of came out and then did like a 45 degree turn one way towards the ring. And there wasn't like that kind of ah. big stage set at the back. It was just they just kind of came out of like the kind of bleachers where the where the baseball things are. So that that's the only kind of big show that I remember looking different. If that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, it was in a baseball stadium. Very generic, as we've said. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because this WrestleFest was released on VHS uh, in the UK. Like the other one wasn't. This was released by um, Silver Vision, and it is available on the Tag Classics. Uh, with WrestleFest 90, I oh, think. Oh, interesting. However, the following WrestleFest videotapes are just um, generic compilations. This is the only one that's an event. All the other WrestleFest tapes are just compilations of whatever matches I could find. Did that come before the game then, or is that...? Yes, yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, uh, yep, yeah, you're correct. The okay, game was 91. Nice. Um, I always did, like, I never really looked into it. I always wonder where that name came from, because it wasn't really, there wasn't a TV show called WrestleFest. I kind of half remember the videos were called WrestleFest, but it didn't seem yeah. like it was attached to that, if that makes sense. So, it was, yeah, I, d- I just wonder why, like, that game was called WrestleFest, and then it never kind of... They've never really yeah. used it since, have they, since the game? No, I, I'm surprised they've never um, had this as an event, this WrestleFest thing, because obviously it was in 88, and then they, they, they never did it again. Um, and it is not Especially on the network. With, um, so weird. Especially with the up, up, down, down stuff that... Um, Thing you know, um, Xavier Woods does that seems like yeah. a real big kind of they, they could do a page view based around that and kind of link it in with up, up, down, down with the video game stuff. But you know, I don't work in marketing at WWS, I can't get that idea through the books. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a strange experiment that they would, they would do it. Um, and I, I wasn't aware this uh, is a kid, I don't think, otherwise, I would have bought it. I think I remember seeing that if you look at the WrestleFest video box, it just looks so generic. And there's not many yeah. matches listed. It didn't appeal to me as a kid. But if I knew it was a one-off event, uh, like a SummerSlam almost or something like that, I think I would have bought it. But I, that's the sort yeah. of thing I just got in later life. I think I got it on the Tag Classics. I don't think I own the um, DVD. It's very weird. But then it is, it is before that time. So I suppose they haven't got the kind of the four pay-per-view schedule kind of blocked out yet, have they? Because they had, what, 88? They would have mm, had a Rumble. They would have no, had... Rumble wasn't pay-per-view that yeah. Yeah, it was just a special. So that... I would suppose, like by nineteen ninety, like those four pay views are kind of set in stone, aren't they? Like they happen. Yeah, eighty nine, eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. 
So they're still, I suppose, they're still kind of feeling out. Right, we've got the TV. How do we do the pay per views? Just being money. How do we get more of them into the box? And what do we do with them? Sort of things. So it must be just kind of just like throwing stuff at the water. See what, see what you know sticks. Now, I definitely think if this comes on the network, I'm going to do it as a pick in the future. But because we haven't all got access to the DVD, I'm not going to do it. No, but no. I'm, I'm shocked it's not on the network. I've got to admit. So we'll keep our eye out for it. I did read yeah. somewhere it was on the network. So I, I couldn't work out whether it was exclusive to America or whether it had been on the network and then taken down or whether the person writing the article was just playing wrong about it. I couldn't work out which was yeah. the right answer there. But it's I couldn't tell, find especially it on that like, Because like the network, like the network in America is like embedded in Peacock. Like, is there other rules yeah. from that that's kind of forcing it off? Because there's, there's a chunks of um, Attitude Era stuff aren't on there anymore, are there? Because of the well, old uh, naughtiness that was going on. Um, that, that, that is, that yeah. is correct. Someone was incredibly ah. racist during that. That's why they're not on there. Well, huh? uh, the, the other two little facts I want to make is, despite this being a big show, this goes to show the WF depth because they ran another show the same night. What? Well... Yeah. We, meant, we did mention, though, because, like, the Heart Foundation are on it, the Bulldogs are on it, uh, Macho Man's not on it, is he? He would have been there yeah. then, but at the time of this show. Um, right. Duggan would have been there, I guess? Who, sorry? Was he, like, the next year or so? Duggan. Would he be, like, 87, 88 when he joined? I'm trying uh, to think of the guys who kind of came across. Yes, from, yeah, you're this? right, yeah. Duggan would have been what, 87, what? I think. Yeah, because he was in that kind of wave just after it, wasn't he? Kind of mid to late 80s when that kind of next wave of guys came in. So, yeah, I suppose they have got a few guys knocking about who are on this, even though it felt like it was a long show. There weren't that many. They still got some people left over, I suppose. But where was it? Was it it in uh, Canada? No. I will tell you the card, and I think all the people you mentioned are on the card. It was from the Kansas City, Missouri, from the Kempler Arena. And you had classics of Kamala defeating Coco Beware. You had the Haiti Kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, in a midget match, the Haiti Did Kid defeated hate... Butch Cassidy. My God. Bob Orton Jr. defeated I wanted Coco that on the big events. I don't think I would. Oh, yeah, Bob Orton would have been about, wouldn't he? Yeah. Women's t- title match, the Fabulous Moolah defeated the Princess Jasmine. I have no idea. Um, no idea. The Hart Foundation defeated the team of Mike Rotundo and Dan Spivey. Wow, what a team. And this is your man. Macho Man defended his Intercontinental Championship, defeating George Steele by disqualification. And your main event... Yeah, you forget like George Steele and him were kind of around, because wasn't George Steele involved in the WrestleMania 3 match? Yeah, he wasn't there, he wasn't there. Your main event, Tag Team Championship match. The Bulldogs successfully defended against yeah. Nikolai Volkov and the late Iron Sheik. Oh my god. And that is your alternative show to <laughs> the big event. It's it's a tough call which one of those you go for really, isn't it? <laughs> and a, a day later there was a show called the Sam Mushnik Tournament. This is quite ironic for where we're going next. Uh, the Sam <laughs> Mushnik Tournament. And that was yeah. like a King of the Ring style tournament. Um, but I do not think there's anything televised of it. I could be wrong. We will That's research this. We will have some research. <laughs> but yes, it was just yes. it seemed to be weird because I've already had King of the Ring this year, which Holly Race won. But they've had another yeah, that's what they kind of made in man tournament. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's weird. God, it's such a weird time, one. isn't it? 
It is indeed. But I want to fast forward for my final fact. Oh, give me your final fact, Al. Would you believe the WE went back to the exhibition stadium 10 years on to have an anniversary show? What? The big event anniversary? Seriously? Yeah, I don't think they called it that, but it was in the same stadium. August 24th, so very close, 1996. However, remember, 1996 was not a good year for numbers. So they I mean, got I'll give you that, yeah. 21,211. Oof. Is that on the, is that, was that recorded or put out anything at all, or was that just no, like no, a house I'll, show sort of thing? It was just a house show. I'll get to it in a minute, but I will, I will tell you the exciting card. Oh, yes. Oh, you'll wish this was on the network. You had <laughs> the... The Godwinners defeated the New Rockers. Oh my God. What a start. What a way Hunt- to get the crowd up on their feet. Hunter Hearst Helmsley beat Bob Holly. That might have been all right. He was Sparky Plug, Bob Holly at the time, which is spare. That wouldn't much. have been good, would yeah. it? No, you're right. No, yeah. <laughs> Davio Vega beat Justin Hawk Bradshaw in a strap match. But again, JBL wasn't JBL then. No, <laughs> that wouldn't have been a good oh, one. No. This should have been the main event. Jose Lothario beat Jim Corner. Oh my god! Oh my um, god! Steve Austin beat Mark Mero by countout. Yeah, but he would have been the ringmaster then, wouldn't he, I guess? No, or no, no he, was, Stone Cold? He, was, he was Austin. He was Austin there. Uh, yeah, Steve uh, Stone Cold then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Sid defeated Vader in a lumberjack match. Oh god! The lumberjacks were the. Um, I think I presume they were American football. The Toronto Argonauts were the lumberjacks. Sounds like a B tier American football team. You know, like, um, what's the word? In Canada, Canada League. I don't think even The Rock could get a game in the Canada League. You had Baruch beat Aldo Montoya in 46 seconds. Oh my god. Um, Owen Hart and Davy Boy, which I'm sure got a good, um, a good reaction in Canada, they defeated the good, Smoking yeah. Guns uh, via disqualification. Uh, that was for the tag team titles, but they don't win the titles on disqualification, so never Obviously. mind. Uh, Undertaker defeated Mankind in a casket match. Interesting. Because that would have in been early, like early doors, wouldn't it? Early doors, Mankind. So that probably would have been, yep. that feud was going, was quite rocking there, wasn't it? So that probably would have been not bad, that. And your main event, Shawn Michaels, the WF champion, defeated Goldust in a ladder match. Ooh. You now, know what? I would say that card builds. That builds up, doesn't it, I think? Early doors, you're thinking this is this is going nowhere, but then you ended up with those two back to back. That's probably that probably wouldn't be a bad match uh, event that. You can watch the Shawn Michaels Goldust match on the internet. It's filmed by a fan, so the footage isn't the best, but it's the only footage that exists, so you can watch the main event if you want to. Mm. So it wasn't called anything, it wasn't promoted as being like anything else other than just like a WWE live event sort of thing. I don't think so. Um, you can have a little Google if you want, but that's that's what I've yeah. got on here. I suppose that makes sense because the last thing they would want is people to kind of like look at the twenty odd thousand people and compare it to the seventy thousand that were in there previously. Because uh, yes, like those two side by side wouldn't look good at all, would it? Yeah, it, it's obviously a different time, a different era, isn't it? But I mean, if you comp- oh totally, if yeah. you compare it to the other one, the WrestleFest one in '88, and again '88 was a big thing. They only got twenty five thousand there, and nearly twenty six, but I don't know how the arena was set up, whether that was the maximum they could have crammed in there because of like I don't know viewpoints true, yeah. or whether that was a low number for them. It doesn't it doesn't state yeah. that um on the article I'm looking at. So I'm 
And oh. I bet, like, if they came back a few years later, they probably they probably could have done the seventy thousand again, couldn't they? Come back like nineteen ninety nine kind of time. Um, yeah, I, I, they would have thought I, I that a bit. Thought so they would have done all right in that period of time as well. Yeah, um, when wrestling was on the up. But yeah, that was just our our little um, our little facts that uh, that that we would we would put in there. Um, That's awesome. Because um, I think you and you and bloody camera have been a long time, mind you. Hopefully, they're not in the same toilet, but I, I wouldn't like to speculate. Well, we all, um, I mean, if they are, that's fine. I'm sure they're going to be back any moment now. Any moment. Oh, <laughs> any moment now. We can continue the show. <laughs> oh, they really come. They come around the corner now. How was your piss break, Cam? Officially down at 14 minutes, 51 seconds. I'm going to start off by saying I've never seen the Rousseau's wrestling trunks like this, red trunks. And the crowd were cheering. Oh, yeah, we should probably say it's the Rougeaus versus the Dream Team oh, yeah. of Beefcake yeah. and Valentine. Yeah, I've never lead. seen like the whole the idea of Rougeaus being faced and being they cheered by the crowd. In, they were brought in for the first year, and obviously we're in Canada, which helps. Yeah. You know, but, um, no, I, I always used to them wearing the blue and yellow tights. Mm, I've never seen totally. them in like, red trunks. Yeah. yeah. Although, really strange. I, I guess they had a spare pair because Greg the Hammer Valentine's wearing the same trunks yeah, as well. Yeah, I that as well. I thought, what a poor choice of attire <laughs> for this thing, yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon they just got to ring and they were like, oh, guys, come on. And what I like about it. this match is uh, the manager was Johnny Valiant, but obviously he's up in the sky commentating. Yes. So he couldn't possibly be at ringside. Johnny's back, by the way. That's a good point. Yeah, Johnny's back, isn't he? He's, uh, he's, he's from wherever he was from, getting a drink, piss break, he's back. Yeah. Yep. Sadly, so is only lad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a fun match. Um, again, it's trying to follow the the no DQ match. And again, I think this does actually a really, really good job, and it didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome either. No, really, it's a nice sort of it's it's pretty much a perfect duration. It doesn't like stretch it itself too thin. Briskly, yeah, I was watching it. I knew it was the second longest match. I was like, oh, oh, it's over already. That was quite enjoyable. That was quite a brisk, yeah, uh, brisk encounter there between the two teams. Beefcake looks a lot thinner than he would be. Yeah. You know? A little less steroidy. I wouldn't say that for legal reasons, Phil. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't have his he hasn't got his barber gimmick yet. That's what it is. No, no, no that's it. You know, you're used to sort of him going like There's there's a moment in there where the Rougeaus hit a move which would be the Quebecers finisher, which I quite liked. Oh yeah. Kind of like assisted sent on thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because PCO gets so much height when he does it, it's crazy. And um, and I like the finish. The finish was quite clever as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like the wrong Rougeau's in the ring and Jordy V's getting really angry about it. <laughs> and Monsoon's um, like, all right, maybe the wrong Rougeau was in the ring. It's like, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Is, uh, I think it's Johnny V's eyes bulging out of his head when he realises that Monsoon's right. And they yeah. do have an, they do have an excuse, <laughs> and and then what you need to do is tell the killer bees what's the point of that mass shit? These guys don't do it; they're gonna win. They're gonna yeah. wear masks. Alatai <laughs> goes for a figure four, and then the Rougeau jumps over him into a sunset flip and gets yeah. the uh, gets it. I think it was Raymond, didn't it? Gets it I've uh, seen that, that finish before, but I, I like it. The fact that you know, because mm. I always wonder when people are putting a figure four and why does not somebody not just run in? And it happened in this match. Chopped him. And it was earlier in the match. There was um, there was the bit where I think Gregor was pinned somebody, and like he doesn't even wait for the ref to do the two count. He just picks the guy up and starts. I think it's as a Raymond. He just kind of picks him up and starts battering him again because he's like, I yeah. just can't wait for your two count. You're taking too long. Yeah, this is just ridiculous. 
No, it's it. it I thought it was like I said, I thought it was quite a good good match by the two of them. And uh, the spot at the end with the sunset flip, it's a Survivor Series '87. They do a similar spot. I think it's a different. It's a different team. I think it's the um, Young Stallions. Do it off the rope. It might be the Killer Bees. Do it off the top rope onto Valentine. So you know, it's it's an evolution instead of just <laughs> running to do a sunset ah, flip. They do a sunset flip evolution. off the rope on it. Um, there you go. So yes, that's 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 that was good, and I think it's time to to sort of mention. I know you were saying there was brawls in the crowd and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there is times where you can clearly see the fans just turn away from the ring. Oh my god, there was a couple of instances. I think it was during maybe the first match or so where they cut to a crowd shot, and I think at least twenty five percent of the audience are looking at the camera as opposed to the action in the ring. <laughs> yeah, it's one where like the entire like back row on the hard cam turn their back. Yep, and it's like it's, oof. It's I don't I don't know. It's a very strange. This whole show is just very odd. Yeah, I mean it's like random. They say about the fifth being thrown of the of the, the um, wrestlers. Yeah, every now and then there's like someone just like hits a wrestler like on the side when they're outside the ring. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's a different time. Speaking of well, a different the next, time, the next match is just filler. And it's a but, shame. Yeah. Well, I said it, it's it's not a shame that it's a shame these two stars are kind of at this stage of their career um, yeah. and this is a rematch from the King of the Ring final in July it is it's Pedro Morales oh. against not King Harley Race handsome Harley Race even though he's wearing King trunks and he I think they did call him King at one point he has won the King of the Ring at this moment in time yes yes but yeah um, this is like from a proper kind of yeah that that early like late 70s barrel chested like drinking yep. dudes battering each oh, other God, in a ring yeah. kind of match isn't it yep. very uh, much that about, era it was about three minutes and uh, Harley Race wins. He's a big cheating bastard, that's what he is. Scooping feet on the ropes. Yeah, yeah well, there's not much to tell because well, one thing I would love is footage from the 96, sorry, from the 86 King of the Ring. And I, I don't, I think some footage exists because on the stills, you can see people with cameras. So mm-hmm. that there's got to be something exists. But Must to this day, nothing's ever been released for, um, for any. Uh, footage from the King of the Ring 86. Yeah. It was a massive deal when it happened, yeah. You would, you would think if somebody had it, they would be like, go to WD going, hi, can I have some of that money you have? <laughs> well, no, it, well, it's official cameras. It's not like people in the crowd. It's oh. actually camera crew. Yeah, oh, at okay. ringside. But it might just be for the news network. You know, they might just be filming very brief things to put on Canadian news. Yeah, so it wasn't maybe. in Canada. No, it was in Boston. Uh, put, put on the Boston news. But... Um, Actually, it was in Foxborough, Massachusetts, just in case anyone thinks me off. It's it's 22 miles from Boston, apparently. But, uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, I'm surprised that the um, nothing's ever turned up. There was a big thing in W Magazine. I went and tracked it down on eBay and bought the copy of the W Magazine from uh, that just to see the King of the Ring pictures and stuff. And uh, yeah, in, in, a, in a piece of false advertising, there is, a, again, the American only uh, released something like Best of WE or WF Volume 17 or something. Uh, features features a match between Piper and Morocco, and on the front cover is the shot from the the like stadium show of Piper versus Morocco. But when you put the tape in, it's not that match. It's it's a Beautiful. different encounter. That's Oof. false advertising if ever there was one. Yep. Yeah. Well, as as they like to say, plans change. <laughs> Did anybody catch the uh, the bullshit chant at the end of the match as well? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> as they muffed. Just beat a fair and square, that's all. Listen to this capacity crowd. They'll tell you exactly what they think of that. 
That's that's a bit early for eighty six, isn't it? Getting that, leaving that on the tape. Yeah, these, mm. these Canadians don't care. They just don't care. Nope. They'll care um, in a minute though, because the main event's here. Oh yes, the main event here for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. It is Hulk Hogan representing Hulkamania <laughs> against Mr. Paul Orndorff representing the WWF. Yeah, I didn't realize Orndorff came out to Real American. That was quite cool. No, I, I think he, yeah, that's I love that bit. I think it's just yeah. a bit to piss Hogan off. I don't think he ever has come out to Real American before. I think it was just. Let's let's yeah. come out of uh, real American. Yeah. And they, try, they try to get the wrestlers and about fifty security guards down that entranceway, which does oh not God. work at all. Chaos does not work at all. You could you could like shift somebody so easy. <laughs> it, was, it is nuts how close they are to them, even with about three security guards either side of them. It's like yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah. So, it's a bit um, compressed. You're not going to get that these days at all. So um, this this Hulk Hogan was a bit over, wasn't he? <laughs> This is. Like, I, mean, I think even... it's this match that sold the stadium out pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree. It must have done, especially at this point. Um, <clears throat> closely followed by Ted Olcd versus Tony Guerrero, I think. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. Yes, um, this match is is fine. The finish of it is just what you expect from a, a show like this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think that's the only way they could do it. Yeah. But, um, the whole storyline is is obviously very similar. It's almost identical to the Savage storyline that were pulled two years later. After yep. WrestleMania one, when he was feuding with Orndorff, he would then befriend Orndorff to, to take on Piper and Bob Orton. And then Orndorff would feel that Dick Hogan was hogging all the spotlights and things and finally turned on him in a tag team match. Yep. And in a beautiful little thing, Hogan mocks that turn by doing the same to Orndorff in the match. I don't know if any of you picked up on it. I think they mentioned the commentary, don't they? But I think I watched, I watched um, when I was trying to find that clip of Heenan um, talking about the machines, they showed like the the turn or the Orndorff turn. It's all kind of around the same time as you know, as that kind of stuff. And yeah, like Orndorff helps him up, hands up to the crowd, wallop with a clothesline. And yeah, yeah Hogan does the same thing, doesn't he? Again, yeah, well, I thought that was really good by, by, you know, by Hogan. A little nice little touch in the match. There's loads of good touches in like, I like the beginning where like, the ref's checking Hogan's boots where he just gets like, you know, just yeah. clo- like actually oh, lagging out of his boots brilliant. by Orndorff. You know, just get you know, Orndorff gets enough to take his boots, then just clotheslines him. Oh, <laughs> that was a fantastic heelish thing to do at the start. Yeah, yeah. Then Hogan gets suplexed on the outside. You don't see that very often either. No, no, you don't. And, um, that was fun. Bobby Heenan still in his wrestling tights, which I thought was funny. <laughs> okay, the dressing room down there. Yeah, I think he's got his jacket on, but he's still got the tights on underneath. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's um, the End ending sequence where Orndorff pins, um, but there's no referee because he's unconscious on the ground. And then um, he, it's almost like Orndorff thinks he's won it. Yeah. Which is usually it's usually what they do to a face. <laughs> yeah, the crowd go pretty pretty good reaction for him winning it. What the thinks winning it? I mean, the, yep. is it the same? Can someone is 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 his Bobby Ball the referee or is it a different referee? I, th- I can't um, remember. There weren't that many pins by pin, pin attempts. I couldn't tell if they were doing the old uh, one, trick the shoulders, trick the shoulders, trick the shoulders, two, trick the shoulders, trick the shoulders. I, I, I feel sh- um, sold the rundown. Well, what happens is he, um, I think Orndorff gets shoved into the referee and he goes down. But I think he sells it too well to crawl across because um, Orndorff's got Hogan pinned. I think because he, he kind of crawls across and he yeah. kind of taps Orndorff on the shoulder. It takes forever, though. It takes an eternity. He's there. Yeah. And he looks like, legitimately, if you're looking back, I think he does go to check his shoulder once. And then <laughs> taps him. I feel I'm going to watch that clip in a minute. And then and then you're right, but the crowd go berserk because they think that they've, um, that, that Orndorff's won the title. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's in the he's down for ages, Hogan, and then eventually the Hulk up. What was um what was Hogan in? Was he about he was about to power drive Wardorf, wasn't he? And then uh he and the comes in and waffles in with the stool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's just like down for so like Hogan's like unconscious for a long time on that. Yeah, he really sells that. I think Heenan was a couple of seconds late on his thing, I'd say. Hogan had to sort of gyrate yeah. with him a little bit. I think, I think he <laughs> maybe gets his foot in the, caught in the ropes, so he's a bit slow going across with a chair. But it's only a second. It's not too long. Yeah. It's not on um, <clears throat> Jeff, Jeff Hardy levels of lateness. <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, he's doing it with like a big wooden stool. looks really yeah. kind of nasty as well. Not exactly a chair, is it? <laughs> no, no that probably did not feel good to take. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. But That's the way I think it, it, it just kind of get the, the air kind of sucked out of it because the the ref just kind of like taps the ball up on the shoulder and rings the bell. Like it's again a lot of these yeah. endings in this match are like they're kind of confusing. Like I looked and kind of gone what what? Yeah, yeah. A bit of like kind of go. We need to go and get the official words. <laughs> yeah, yes, which is apparently Harold Finkel now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. He is the man with the power, yeah. the man with the make, the man with but the stick. Hogan's still got to end up on top. He's still got to knock Hornell around a little bit, throw him out uh, the ring, get the bell back. Yeah, pretty much. So you got you got to send the crowd home happy. It's not like today yeah. where it's just like heat twenty four seven. And then we get awkwardly silent highlights of the, at the end of the match, and then end credits. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, it's just a very a very strange ending to a very strange show. I think it's like one two of the guys just go. They just kind of go. Oh, we're going now. Or we'll quick, put yeah. some replays on for the end of the tape. We've got a couple of minutes left to fill. Yes, you see, and I think it's fair to say yes, it's a bit unusual, but I do not think it falls under terrible, despite what you still might think. I mean, I mean, you've you've pretty much praised most of it throughout. You know, I mean, you, you listen to this part. I think my. I think my opinion of it is a bit higher than it was before, but it still has a ceiling. Yeah, it still feels like it's like it's it's a weirdly taped house show with seventy thousand people. Yeah, I would say so. So, what did anyone you... watch this in one go? No. Um, so, over two days, I watched this. I watched it in two goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Okay, I watched it in two goes as well. So I just couldn't. I don't. It was a little bit of a slog to get through. And that I think middle it was, because... yeah. Well, I think you could argue any wrestling event watching three hours or whatever it is non-stop of wrestling would become a slog to get through. That's my argument. But it's not as if anything on this card is broken up with any kind of like backstage segments or any interviews or any like um, yeah. You know, it's just or, random match after gonna, random match. I'm not going to say music performances because Christ, I can do without Machine Gun Kelly in my life. Oh God! But, <laughs> it's like. You know, he's literally in this show. Here's a match. It's a proper full-on wrestling match, old school style. And then it's like, oh yeah, that's the end of it. Here's another match. And then yeah. it just repeats that. And it kind of gets a little bit like, you know, give a bit of breathing space. Yeah, something, yeah. anything. Which I know is maybe not the sort of what happened on the night, but it is how that's it's how presented on the, on the video, isn't it? Yeah. Again, it's, if it's you rented this, would you have been happy yeah, about it? Hmm. You can fast forward whenever you don't want to see it. VHS tab. That's the other thing you got to bear in mind. That's true. That is very. Imagine true. getting this for Christmas, though. Oh, I'll be happy with it. I mean, back in the back of the time, yes, because no, you say that. But look at the, the other bloody compilations full of DQs and and uh, countout finishes, yeah, yeah. and you know, we we can do some Coliseum videos at one point. Oh, we can could, we? Yeah. <laughs> could we? Could we? Yeah, I think we could. I, I know oh, there, cool. there is one one. And keeping in the, my back pocket for a pick at some point in time. Oh I, boy! No, 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 no! I know you guys are going to enjoy it. That's right. Okay. 
just a quick word on the end credits. It pops up in the uh, big group, big one on the end. Producer Arthur Morowitz, and then producing yep. written by Stephen Hecht. Yes, Mr. Steve Hecht. <laughs> yeah, those are both the lads who are in charge of Coliseum Video. I can't remember what you said earlier, but yeah, they're the. And then at the end, it's like special thanks to Vince McMahon and Jack Tunney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for not getting too drunk, Jack. Yes, thank you, Jack. <laughs> But, um, I, I, I think this podcast went well for a bit and the show's went well, but the question is, where, does where it go? do we place it? Right, mm-hmm. I'm looking at like things from this kind of era, kind of the yeah. mid-80s kind of time, what we got? Wrestling Classic. What position is that? That is uh, number 34. What's above and below it? Above is the Battle Royal, the Robert, Royal Albert Hall, and below it is Starcade 92. I would... Mm, mm. What's above the Battle Royale at the Albert Hall? WrestleMania, WrestleMania 4. four. Oh, oh, that's tough. Tough decisions here, lads. Um, <laughs> I personally would say I enjoyed the Battle Royale more than this show. So I'd be happy yeah. with slotting in a bit there. It is two house shows, but I, I enjoyed this more. I'm just, I'm just I was saying that maybe no, that's not true because the Battle Royale, obviously, I've, I've seen, I had that since I was quite young, whereas mm. this was it. Mm. And you were a bit Look, yes, slotted in there. there well, go. Below the Battle Royale. Below, I think. So it will okay. then become the 34th best pay-per-view of all time. There Jeez, we go. Oh, there we go, huh? It's so... definitely better than the Brawl for All. Oh, <laughs> I really enjoy doing that Brawl for All, you know. It's also really? better than TNA's first pay-per-view. So it was a cancer diagnosis. Um, <laughs> um, it's better than Lethal Lottery. Yeah, definitely. So next month we are in for a special treat because this is our f- the fifth episode of this rotation, which means it's time for the roundtable. But next month will be a little bit different because Jordi Al is going to present an investigative piece. <laughs> As a broadcast no. journalist. <laughs> I am, but I've said the same to Cam. It's going to be very difficult to get mileage out of it in the sense of it's me literally reading out match results. Well, this is now... The, I have no, thought. I, I, so I think we need to pad it out with something. <laughs> okay. Um, this so, is disrespectful to the Samovar Trophy. No, no, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could do it, but it, it's just me, like going, you know, um, I don't know, like Boston, Boston Garden, fifth uh, of June, nineteen ninety-two. Macho Man pinned Jake Roberts to retain the Samovar Trophy. Wait, Jake Roberts gets the trophy. I don't. Oh, think is that a spoiler? I, it's not. I don't think he does. Okay. Sorry, it's it's a red herring. But, so uh, what were you thinking of then? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have a little. We'll have a little debate on like on su- another subject that could be could tie into the sum of our trophy. Ideally, it would be Battle Royale Albert Hall, but we've already done that. We've done it. So, yeah. can anyone think of an event with a pointless trophy at the end of it? Wouldn't it be like uh, like crap wrestling belts at the same time? Well, I was thinking of doing like you could do NAF trophies and NAF titles. That is another another yeah. possibility. Oh God, there was one I had in my head, and I can't remember what the bloody hell it was called. What a belt? No, it was like some absolutely useless trophy that they had. It was it was a WCW thing. It might shock you. Of course, we've already done the World Cup. Uh-huh. No, on the World Cup. Ah. Hang on, I'm looking for it now. If you'd have told me that before, I would have probably tried to find it. It's not like the um, uh, the Lord of the Rings thing, is it? That 
DDP wins. Oh, it might have been, yeah. It might have been, you know, the, the, the Lord of the Ring. Yeah, and it was just like, what the oh, hell? Okay. They, yeah, because they saw the ring being made, don't they? Remember? Yeah, that, we've already done that. So, yeah. No but we can talk about, like, the, um, that as a crap wrestling. Why don't, why don't we do that? We could do Al's Lord, uh, some of our trophy piece, but we could also bring to the table what was the crappest belt and or trophy fought for? Yeah. Although, you could stretch out to like the worst thing that a match has taken place over. <laughs> like, another, another, another what human the winner gets. Custody of Dominic. Yeah, like, oh, like, like Custody of Dominic. Like, um, you know. Whole, um, it has, the to be, has, to be the, has to be what the winner gets, though. It can't be like, you know. Or if you lose, if you lose, you spend the night in prison. It's not what the loser gets; it's what the winner would get. Well, I'm seeing it right now: Viagra and a pole from WCW. Exactly stuff like that. Yeah, there you go. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So would would you would you gents also like a preview of what's coming in in August? Oh, for your pick, you and when we go to you in town. Okay. Can we? What 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 federation went first? Going, going to going to you in time. We're not going to go too far away from 1986. We're going to jump ahead five years to 1991 Ooh. to an event with some historical connection to it. Ooh. This event saw an amalgamation of two titles. We are going to go in August to the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, Florida for WCW Super Brawl 1. <laughs> oh. Oh, which contains okay. a unification match for the NWA and WCW World Heavyweight Championship between Ric Flair and Tatsumi Fujinami. Ooh. Right. Okay. And it also contains a stretch match that goes two minutes, but don't look at that. Well, well I'll skip past that. All right, okay. I'll give you a clue. Big Sid and El Gigante are in it. Oh, oh see I've seen it. I've already seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Let's no. go. Are we watching an El Gigante match? Yes, we are, I'm afraid. But look at what you get in return, though. Um, <laughs> you also get Bobby Eaton and Norn Anderson kicking the shit out of each other. Let's go. I'm down for this. I love a bit of uh, early 90s WCW. So that, that's coming in August. We're going to go... Nice. To 1990s WCW, which I think is the Target ring apron eater, I think. Okay. I guess we'll find out in two episodes time. We will. That'd be amazing. Let's do that. Yep. I mean, it's thirteen matches. I do apologize, but a number of these matches, um, well, one one goes twenty six seconds. I do like just a quick look on the uh, Wikipedia page. It says, "Note: Matches three to seven were not included on the original VHS release." <laughs> but the, but the network <laughs> got them. Matches three to seven. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you look at the matches in question, do you blame them? <laughs> I mean, no. We'll find <laughs> you, can, out. you understand exactly. So that that's coming into episodes time. But next month it's the Royal Assembly Trophy lineage and crap and crap <laughs> trophies that the winner would get. Yes. So, so exactly. what we should do is yes, whatever match is for this, we should do a little piece on on whatever match we're choosing for this crap prize. Well, why don't we? Why don't we put the selections in the Discord and we all watch the match so we can decide between each other which one's actually worse? Yeah. Okay, I, I like the cut of the jib. That'll do. Okay, okay. okay. So it's it's be, we're just going to chuck suggestions in because obviously Viagra and a pole is going to be there, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, definitely, 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 yeah, yeah. 
just like you know the custody of Dominic that was you know a bit weird but pretty bad um, it's not as if it's a crap prize I suppose it is Rey Mysterio trying to win again you know to get custody on a pole it, it, I mean you could argue maybe the Viagra on a pole is useful as well but it's more the ludicrous in, in, of having in order, this in order thing. to believe that and I'm not saying about anything about Shane Douglas and any kind of problems he might be having but in order oh, for that to be a him. thing you would have to have taken on the serious notion that you can't get yourself in a position to perform when faced with Tony Wilson I have yeah which is impossible let's be fair I mean, I mean for me the, the fakest bit is it's like it comes in a glass bottle Everybody knows Viagra doesn't come like fast pole. There you go. Yeah. I assume that would be a Bluetooth um, on a pole match, wouldn't it? Probably probably sponsored oh. by them. Probably yeah. 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 All the ring ropes are blue. It'll be like the black, <laughs> what was it? The Black Mountain Dew match, whatever it was called. Yeah, oh, Mountain Dew Black yeah. match. Oh, God. Yeah. Can I take this opportunity, by the way, just before we end tonight, to say that I think that Bray Wyatt is the most overrated wrestler of modern times. Correct. Hey, it's is just, he, it's a terrible what's thing. What's on with him now? He's done, he's done nothing since the Rumble. He's done nothing. But yeah, but is that his choice? Is he injured? What's going on? Well, no one's really sure. Was it like an illness? They said or was that Drew McIntyre. Uh, they said it was like an illness or something, and it was just like mm. kind of going, "Oh, he wasn't going to come back." And now, they, a- now there's all this talk again about, "Oh, he's going to come to the, you know, he's going to appear at the next pay per view. It's going to be like there." But he's just going to turn up, speak the usual load of bollocks. Pretend yep. to be like a subpar Undertaker. Now, which no matter how many times they try and put him over to the point where they even have an Undertaker back him up and whisper things in his ear. And then it's just like, it's never going to be as good. And he's going to basically have the most long, drawn-out, boring matches. Introduce, like, fucking Uncle Howdy Bunny Rabbit or whatever to the fucking fr- equation and then piss off again. It's just a shame because you kind of go back to that, you know, the kind of peak white family era with their... F- like, yeah, 2014, 2015 in NXT, he was great. It was amazing. And then basically, John Cena just completely destroyed all kind of momentum. And like, ever since yeah. then, he seems to have massively struggled. I mean, I, I mean, I will die on the hill that the Firefly Funhouse with Cena was one of the kind of. Oh, yeah. that was like, I, 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 I will mean, rate like that as a kind of postmodern deconstruction of a man's career was insane. The fact that Cena did it was amazing. Well, but for being something that they, all, they could only really do because of the circumstances. Because obviously, had they had, had, had a normal WrestleMania, they'd have probably just had a one-on-one mm. match. But pulling that out mm-hmm. of the bag was same, brilliant. Like, the, like it stands. Same with Taker and AJ. I still think COVID gave Undertaker the sign-off for his career that he really needed. Yeah. In the fact oh, that if that had been, yeah, that should have been. You know, the cinematic match allowed them to basically redo all the bits that maybe looked a bit dodgy. Yeah, and made him like which they wouldn't have been made him back into being that kind of mythological figure, didn't it? Exactly, exactly. And he literally, in the end of the Boneyard match, was able to ride off into the sunset yeah. or the moonlight. Now he's doing his shitty one man show anywhere that will have him <laughs> and charging a fortune. Yeah, but he's not in the ring, though, is he? It's fine. He can make, he can make the money off the marks. He could just sit there and talk and have, like, you know, tell stories. It's great. He's not sitting there going, I could do this forever. He's not like Rick Flair coming back one last time. You know, he's not doing that. Well, yet. Flair's probably needs all the divorces to pay for. <laughs> Yeah, I I watched his final match where he did the fake heart attack. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah. Less said about it, the yeah. better. It's not good. It's um, per taste, I think, is the way to put mm-hmm. it. Mm. But yeah, I sorry, think, I just thought I'd have to put that Bray White thing. I know, but it's just a shame no, because, like, I think he, as a promo and as a wrestler, he was somewhere really good, and then like he just hasn't been able to kind of recapture that 
that, that spot again. Even like the early days of the Fiend, that was really good. And then Goldberg came in and ruined it. Mm, I was always suspicious of the Fiend. I, I just saw that as a 1995 bullshit. I think, I think it was the, um, the red lights in the matches, and then Goldberg just again just cut the lights oh, out of it and just ruined God. it. It's just like ugh. also he yeah. also he was one half of a Hell in a Cell match that ended in a DQ. That is true. How do you yeah. get DQ'd in the Hell in a Cell match? What in the <laughs> really? fuck is that meant to be? The only way you could get DQ'd in Hell in a Cell is by literally shooting the other guy. You know. No, but it's Hell in a Cell. Anything goes. goes. Pull out a gun, get a chainsaw, go nuts. There you go. Well, we never have gone down that little sidetrack. I suppose we should wrap this up. Probably, yeah. That's, 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 yeah. We, we've covered everything we need to cover. We know what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Next yep. two shows, in fact. That's how organized we are. Dude, God, so organized. And the the, the pick no, after that is Alan as well, by the way. Oh boy, <laughs> is yeah. it? Yes. Is it back to Al again? Are we going in reverse direction again? I can't remember which yep. way we're going now, but yeah, it's you and uh, Al, me and Cam. I've got my pick already because it's October. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, am I waiting until November? I, I, saw I saw it. Do I have to do a Survivor series? I never would go if I'm going in November. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. So I've got September. Yeah. Um, you, you do. Right. So I'll have to... I don't think I'll do many. There's not many famous September pay-per-views. <laughs> the September let's do Breaking Point. Let's do Breaking Point. Everyone loves that pay-per-view. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out in two shows' time what Alan's pick's going to be. You will do. <laughs> you will do. But I, will, I will think long and hard. <laughs> Indeed. Don't think too long on hard because you know you might go blind. Anyway, good night. (laughs) Okay, well, bye, night, everybody. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. I'll have to stick. We're all saying good night. I'll have to stick the the uh, the bedtime music from CBB to the end of this. Oh, can we just do it? Do 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 eagle piggle. There's me thinking that in the night garden is going to be like a fairly recent thing, but then I remember Kyle used to watch that when he was first born, and it was like that was 16 years ago. Think about that kind of stuff. Asia stuff. Um, I will ask fellas if you could just put a random iron sheet quote at the end as a final <laughs> sign off. Yeah, just the big fucking bullshit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's how he would have wanted. Uh, yeah, so it's what he would have wanted. Amazing. Incredible. Time has come